Well, you're here now, mate. That's the main thing. Um, so two and a half years since we spoke. Long First time. time we've met. I know, I know. Which is weird because there's like a three-year online relationship there <laughs> of talking to each other all the time and sharing stuff about each other's work, etc. Um, for them that at Disney know, obviously you, you're on the K9 way and we'll get into the ins and outs of the business, but why did you start a business? What made you want to go and do something for yourself? So, going way back to the first time we spoke, mm -hmm. people obviously didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. I was sat one night, it was pissing the rain, it was freezing cold, I was on a night shift and I was in France, right. and I was like, this is shite. <laughs> like, I, I hate it. I was searching trucks for the migrants across mm -hmm. the border, and they were everywhere, but right. you literally catch them, they get flung out the gate, and then they try and go in the next truck and come Aye. back again, and I was like... Never ending. I don't get me right, it's a good, good job but I spoke about this guy the, the last time I was on it, mm -hmm. my mate Mark, who is now in Dubai, absolutely smashing it in Dubai, working right. with royal family, Dubai police, everything. Nice. But we were on night shift together, he's a much older guy, Mark, mm -hmm. and he's like, why are you here? It's like, you shouldn't be here. Right. And I'd always toiled for years, you know, one of the ones where you've went for a period of time where going, I'd love to date myself, Aye. but then it's a bit like that self-doubt of, well, can I? Aye. How do you, how do I get clients? How do I, what do I do? Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, ain't about business, I Aye. was a soldier. Aye. Soldiers literally get everything done from when you join the army, they teach you how to wash your buzz. Aye. So, but Aye, you just need to concentrate you just on your job. You every day, like you get stripped all the way Aye. back and they teach you how to do everything. Mm -hmm. And then, like they cater for your whole life. Like Aye. you eat at this time, you sleep at this time, that's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. Though if it's different now, obviously I've been back a few years now since I left. But I saw so I was sat in France and it was a case of just go for it. So mm -hmm. that night set up a social media page because that's the benefit of this day. Like you've got free marketing, free advertising mm -hmm. at the tips of your fingers. Nearly everybody has a smartphone. Aye. So you can literally set up your business and off you go. So that was that. We just that night set up the canine way. I was sitting there the whole night going, what do we call it? What do we call it? And just the different things come into my head. And I'm like, canine way, that's it. <laughs> um, set up the page. Um, actually took off quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Good group of mates that right. would share my stuff. Aye. So, which then allowed me to get people and get my first couple of clients. Mm -hmm. And it was great. And I, but I had a real advantage compared to a lot of people who are on their own. I was still earning a salary, but yep. the salary I was earning, I was on a week on week off basis. Right. I also, if I took a holiday, mm -hmm. I was potentially off for three to four weeks. Right, okay. So if I took a week off, I got a full three weeks off. Aye. So I had that benefit, that luxury of... Takes financial pressure off, doesn't it? See if it didn't, the business did not have to work. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to work. That Aye. was my dream was to have my own thing, mm -hmm. my own brand. It, it didn't have to work. There was no pressure on me to be like, I, I need to do this. Whereas mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys that, you know, they've maybe lost their job, they've mm -hmm. been made redundant, things like that. I didn't have that pressure. So do you think that helped? Not having that, that Aye, financial pressure? Because I was able to take my time. Aye. Um, and I just trained in parks. Mm -hmm. I trained, at, we went to people's houses, still do, but went to parks, Aye. things like that. So I had no outgoings. I could just Aye. create the business, the money that I, I earned back then, like I'd use it to get my first logo done, get mm -hmm. my flyers, get my business cards, mm -hmm. used it for like social media advertising. So it was Aye. fine because I was also earning a salary. So I mm -hmm. was able just to, to build the whole business stress-free. 
Um, and that went on for six or seven months. Right. And then I was I had been away for pretty much every Christmas since Aye. I was sixteen. Went Aye. to the army, and that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in November, and I was due to go back to France, and I was like, Nah, I'm not doing that. So I made the decision then that I wasn't going back. Aye. And then that was me. Then I just took the jump and. Here we are. No look back. Two thousand sixteen. We've no look back, and Jeez. we're we're flying. Was it always was it always going to be something related to dogs for you though, or did Aye, that so, happen when you joined the army? No, so gone way back, mm-hmm. and maybe some people will be like that. Oh, don't like that career path. But <laughs> I originally went to join Strathclyde Police. Right. Way back. Aye. So Strathclyde Police before it became Police Scotland had this cadet program. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever knew about that. It was like two years as a cadet mm-hmm. till you were eighteen. Right. And then you would do your two years probation, and then you'd obviously go and Aye. be a, a cop. Uh-huh. But my dream was always to be a dog handler in the police. Okay. Going way back then, full marks in two out of three tests, but I failed the maths test by four marks. Maths was never my my greatest thing right. at, at school. Aye. Um, so I thought, that's that. Started working with my old man as a apprenticeship, as a, as a brickie. Mm-hmm. Hated every single minute. Oh, did you? I despised it. <laughs> Absolutely hated Just it. Just home. Like he would take me to work, right, and say, like, we live in Paisley, so there's a job in Johnson. Right. We'd get halfway through the day, he'd get pissed off, tell me I was sacked, <laughs> make me walk all the way home, and then I'd get back to the house, right, and he'd be there waiting to pick me up and take me back to work again. And I'd be like, this life isn't for me. Like, I just kind of do this. So I was like, I'm, I found out you can join the army. Aye. I'm going directly as a, a dog trainer. Right. And with the police, you had to go in and be at like a normal cop, obviously. Oh, so do like two years of that first. Two years cadet, right. two years probation, mm-hmm. and then I don't know much about the ins and outs of how the police works once you're in, but I know it's very difficult to get into the dogs. Like the numbers are very right. limited, and the people who are in there are obviously in. That's their Aye. chosen career path. Mm-hmm. So, I'd, how long would it have been before I had to get into dogs? Aye. Um, and I'd been training dogs since I was a, a kid, you know, 12 years of age. I mm-hmm. used to get mum used to put me in a taxi and a Friday evening I'd go mm-hmm. to the local dog training club right. and I'd get a taxi back up the road mm-hmm. Um, the taxi back then would take the take the dog I used to get a taxi that would t- take a <laughs> take a dog and that'd be me away with my German Shepherd Bruno maybe away down to the, the dog training club day there and a half and then get a taxi back up the road Brilliant. Um, which was great so Aye. found out you could join the army as a, as a dog trainer mm-hmm. I was like that's for me Aye. and I actually have had a few jobs out in Coburnley way recently mm-hmm. And like, as you go through life, like there's certain places that stick in your mind and there's certain memories. And there's a wee roll shop in Coburn. It's like a wee bakery place just right. as you go in. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I got the phone call to say, you've got in. Because right, back okay. then, there was only 10 places. And I think there was something like 50 odd people had got to ah, that last right, stage. Okay. Yep. You, you go down to Melton Mulberry to Defence Animal Centre. Right. You do like a formal interview. Mm-hmm. And that, it's, it's actually a very difficult process um, to, to get into. But it's a, it's a niche job though, aye, so it probably aye. needs to be, doesn't definitely, it? It's... Definitely. So they're obviously, you go down there they, and they watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You go through a formal interview. They, they see how you are and about the dogs, etc. Right. And that's what I was, I was in that place. And just recently, I've had quite a few jobs over that way. And I have to tell go past. I actually stop and go into it just to... I feel like I kind of relive that moment like every time I go in. Like I can, I feel that sensation that this was a major turning point in Aye. my life in this yeah. cafe. You know, a way back in two thousand and six, long time ago. I, I always feel like I'm not old enough to 
like looking back at 2006, thinking that's years and years ago. I know, mate. And then you realise, oh shit, I'm not old. 17 years ago. <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't make you feel old. I don't know what it does. No, it's absolutely mental. How mental. was the so? How was the army experience then? Because as much as you are, and I'm 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 assuming here. So so correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're doing your dog training here, it's a totally different intensity. I would imagine when you get to the army. Uh, it's it's side a very of different things. world. So they, a lot of the stuff that I do here mm-hmm. is pet dog training. Aye. It's behavioural stuff. Mm-hmm. But with the military and with my private contract and stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it was all working stuff Aye. detection work protection mm-hmm. work it's a very different life mm-hmm. but see looking back I loved the army Aye. at the time I didn't think I loved it right mm-hmm. but genuinely when I look back it's one of the greatest things I would honestly encourage any young boy or girl Aye. who's at a crossroads mm-hmm. to go right. even people in, like in their 20s who Aye. are like I don't know what I want to do mm-hmm. go on that mm-hmm. like the experiences you get I went to uh, the States for two months training dogs in South Carolina on right. a course. Incredible. Who gets to go <laughs> to the States know. for that period Aye. of time? Get absolutely everything paid. You get a big, massive motor and away we went, travelling a bit, like to Myrtle Beach and whatever. O- honestly, Part they, of your job. Aye. Like, it's amazing. Like, the, the opportunities that, that you get. Obviously, I, I did my two, two, two um, tours to Afghan. Mm-hmm. Loved them. First one was incredibly daunting. Aye. I was only 18 when I went. I went in Jeez. February, I turned 18 in November, mm-hmm. then the February we we flew out to, to Afghan, that was the first time I was shitting myself. I was going to say, yeah, like, how are you feeling about it beforehand? A wee guy, Aye. do you know what I mean? Aye. You don't know what you're going to. Um, and then the second time, it was fine, once you're there you can like, grow into it. I had mm-hmm. a lot of good guys, who is like, one of my best mates was with us, like we went through training, we actually met on a train at Crew. Right. Um, on the way to join so see for that form interview process Aye. that's where we met on this train and we ended up we, get, we went through training together at, at the army training regiment in Winchester and then we went to Mount Mowbray on my phase two together then we get posted to our first um, unit together first operational tour together so it was it was but that that's crazy. like that bakery thing but that's Aye. like a, a moment in it when you like, met that if person. I think about crew that, that crew train station is where it where we obviously met my mate Harry. Um I it's it's a crazy world. But I going back to what you're saying about the army, like I absolutely loved it. The the difference for that world to this world mm-hmm. is very, very different. Because you need but to grow up quick. I would do as were... I say, like eighteen years of age. Aye. I went when I was eighteen, I came back home when I was eighteen. And you don't come back the same person. Aye. Doesn't matter what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Some people say, Oh, that he's changed or this mm-hmm. or that. It's physically impossible to go to a place like that. Aye. and come back the same the did, same guy did you notice yourself when you came back that you had changed before anybody else i definitely Aye. in a lot of ways to mm. be honest you know you grow up mm-hmm. extremely quickly Aye. um you've got to there mm-hmm. is no other option but Aye. to grow up extremely quickly but also like the experiences that you have mm-hmm. it, it's going to alter your mind you, know, you can some a lot of guys come back in, in a very dark, dark place Aye. um it's, it's difficult it is difficult you know mm-hmm. when you're there you, you don't feel like you just mm-hmm. push through but it's once you, the guys come back and whatever mm-hmm. so it definitely changes you no, in yeah. a way um, obviously didn't harm me that much because I went back again then went back again so Aye. <laughs> I loved did, it and did much. you did you get to a point where you just wanted to go and try other things or where, where was your no, kind of so head at when I when I was leaving the army mm-hmm. the plan wasn't to wasn't actually to leave right um, 
in my OC at the time, mm-hmm. a guy Major Revis. He was quite shocked, and to be honest, we didn't get on. Right. And he still wanted me to stay. He's right. like, this isn't the plan. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've got your career mapped out. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, I was I was flying in the army. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was I right. good at my job. Um, even still now, like, my old bosses mm-hmm. still keep in touch with me. Aye. Um, a guy, Chris Ham, who was end up at a half colonel, right. still keeps in touch to this, this day. So, like, I was very good at what mm-hmm. I'd done in the army. Didn't want me to leave, but I went back to Afghanistan in 2012 into 13, mm-hmm. or just the start of 13. I 2012, because I left in 13. Right. Um, and we worked with this, the same company mm-hmm. that we were in the States with. Okay. And they sent out civilian trainers. The Americans are massive on private contractors. Like, right. they love it. Everything's yeah. privately contracted. It's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went back at to Afghanistan to work with them as mm-hmm. a as a trainer rather right. than a handler. I was at there training handlers and training dogs mm-hmm. on a, a special project, the project that we went at to Afghanistan, right. uh, to America to mm-hmm. learn. It was a joint British and American project. The Americans okay. started it with the US Marines. Then right. we adopted it. It was dogs that could work at distance so you could send these Labradors 300 uh, yards, mm-hmm. stop them on a spot with a whistle and turn them to search, whatever it may be. Um, very impressive dogs Aye. but the project is now done obviously Afghanistan is, is over with but that's what we did so I went back to there mm-hmm. um, and when I came when I out there for that I was like, like that's the life for, for me like I wanted this mm-hmm. so I came back and my mate Harry he had a job offer for me mm-hmm. so I was like oh like this is Aye. this is it like I'm going to to do that Aye. the job I went to do with him mm-hmm ended up not being what it was meant to be. Right. So I jumped ship pretty pretty quickly, Aye. actually. I was like, um Realised it here. wasn't for you. So Aye. I'd left the army for this job, and I was like, this isn't for me. Didn't like the company. Mm-hmm. Didn't like how it was operating. Mm-hmm. So moved on very quickly. Packed that job in on the Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, I was on a plane for Heathrow to Dubai to then go into Afghanistan to go and work for an American company. Um, a company, BCSI. Right. Flew out to Kabul, and that was me there for a couple of years, which was fantastic. It was honestly an incredible experience to, mm-hmm. to go there and there. And if it wasn't for having kids, like I would still Aye. be in that life. Like I loved, I, I loved mm-hmm. it. I jet one of my mates is still there and there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just came back here for Iraq, but the life is the lifestyle is great. See, mm-hmm. like for a single guy Aye. or woman, it's the life is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And do, do you ever feel? When you when you've been in these places and obviously people will watch when when there was conflict, etc. People will watch them on the news and they'll just see all this stuff. When you're there and you're working in that environment, do you ever get comfortable with it? Does it ever just feel like a job or are you always kinda of worried? Um as a soldier, so it's very different as a soldier to a private contractor. Mm-hmm. The, the people even treat you differently. Aye. The sad thing about Afghanistan was is that even though we were British soldiers, mm-hmm. they still treat us like Americans. Right. And pretty much like the rest of the world. Like mm-hmm. People we're in conflict with, they hate America. They, they, they do hate America. I think they're great people. Aye. They're a lot of great mates for there. Mm-hmm. But like the, the, that area of the world, your mm-hmm. Afghanistan's, etc., mm-hmm. uh, Iraq's, they, they, they hate America. Aye. They blame America for a lot of the problems that they have. And, and when I look back now, is it, is a much older guy, a guy who's been there. Like, I can see that it wasn't right that we were aye, there. Like, aye. you know, 
when I'm there, I'm like, oh, the Taliban, this Taliban, that. But actually, see, when I come away and I look at it, mm-hmm. they had a cause. Like, they were Aye. protecting their own land. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nothing to do with us. Whatever happens politically is is that. But but there's this famous phrase that, that I heard that about a year ago, and I've kind of, it's kind of stuck with me, and it was, war is started by old men who don't like each other mm-hmm. and fought by young men who don't know each other. And I was like, "Wow, that's powerful." And when I look back, I was like, "It's crazy." Like we went to this place, destroyed it. Don't get me wrong, and there's horrible people there. How they treat their people, yeah. But that's also it's their way of life. That's what they do in these countries. They have a different law. Mm -hmm. That's not my place to be Mm -hmm. involved in that. So going back, like as a soldier that's how it was but seeing you as a private contractor it, it's so different right. people are different they know you're there just to do a job earn your wages mm-hmm. and go up the road we're there to protect people we're not there to be involved in the fighting Aye. that's the army's Aye. job that's the military's job as a private security contractor mm-hmm. you're there to protect whoever you're there with so i was there with the dog so mm-hmm. when dignitaries came we would search vehicles buildings right. routes etc and it was great. Like Aye. the US president came, we worked with the Secret Service, they gave you these wee coins. Like the, it's class. It's like quite a big thing in America, Aye. I believe. Like if you go to a bar and it's all veterans and all mm-hmm. military style people, whoever's got the highest ranking coin doesn't buy the drink. The ones below it buy the drink. Right. So obviously the US president is the highest. I've got one of them. So <laughs> if I were to go back to America, I'll be taking that coin, <laughs> drink, drinking for free. But that uh, must be pure pinch me moments about when you're. Uh, it's amazing where it was Barack Obama that came right. when i was there and um, we also had hillary clinton right come out and then you'd have like the secretary for defense i, I can't remember what his name was but so it's big big aye. people aye um and to work with like so the secret service they are mm-hmm. they're serious operators they're good at what they do aye um but I'll, there's one of the times that always sticks to me and that's why i was like what are you then? Like you see there, like I've got a can of monster there. <laughs> Everybody knows that I drink monster. Everybody that knows me knows that that's what I've always got one. And we had this tiny wee American PX shop on our on our base. Right. And it ran out of monster and I was rattling. I'm like, <laughs> I need I need monster. Like this I was shaking. Like, I've drank it every day for well, since I first went to Afghanistan, right? That I've drank it every day since then. 2008. I've no stopped drinking it since every single day. I can actually tell you, see if I was out with mates and I said, I'll stop at that shop to get a stop at a shop to get a monster and they stop at a certain shop. I'd be like, no, they don't sell it, go to another one. <laughs> I even know what shop sells the one that I want. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? That's how you know you've got an addiction. That is to wild. A, a drink. But that's my vice, so I enjoy it. Um <clears throat> so me and my mate Brooksy, boy Stefan to to Manchester. Mm-hmm. He was always up for a bit of laughing us. So, well, like there's a shop called Spinnies. Right. It's a, like an, a Western shop, but in, in these places. Mm-hmm. And it's a supermarket, free story supermarket. But it's like, oh, here, locked doors. And behind right. each door is a, a guy with an AK 47. So it's a bit of a shopping experience. Aye. So, it's not really like going to not, Tesco, is it? Aye, it's not going to be a local <laughs> supermarket. It is a bit of a shopping experience. And when you go in, it was like random stuff, but there was like an airwick can with a pound on it. No, then they're charging you five dollars for it. <laughs> oh, that's a pound, mate. Um, so we went to that, right? But we walked through our base to that, and Spinney's was outside the green zone. The green zone is like a cluster of embassies and diplomatic right. bases, etc. So it's classed, it's the civilians can still walk, through, but it's classed as a like a kind of safe zone, right? Okay, zone. a lot of military and police um barriers and checkpoints, right. etc. Relatively safe. Aye. So we went to this, Spinney's got that, came back. 
and on the way out, there was all these kids, and they're like, oh, you got a ball, ball, and sweets, mm-hmm. and all that, so I'm like, right, okay, so I went to the spinnies, ended up coming back, I never forget it, I just wish we had a camera with us, or something to video it, but we didn't, um, end up playing football in the, in the street, right. with these wee group of Afghani kids, and when we came back, even now I've got a mate, uh, John Rigby, mm-hmm. who still tells people he was a soldier when he was there. He, right. he was quite high up in the in the army. Um, but he was out there as the RQMS mm-hmm. for the British on our base. And when he introduced me to something new, he always tells him, like, this mad bastard used to just go out. No weapons, no body armor would just go out. <laughs> on the name of a can of monster. But he just used to go out in the streets and that, and they would just walk a bit. And I was like, but... Because I'd been there for so long, you became comfortable. Uh, you're used to it. Like we used to be the, a guy, Samir. Right. He's like a local, we're Afghani local, mm-hmm. the, the guy who fit, a kind of fixer. Every right. company kind of uh, had one. And he used to take us out in his motor. And we used to go and buy what was supposed to be vodka, right? Right. I don't know if it was vodka. <laughs> we used to get it in a plastic bottle and we'd go and pick up for this wee lane. Right. And we'd sneak it back onto the base inside a quilt <laughs> so he would do the quilt in a bag but that's the kind of daft stuff you stay but like you say do you become complacent with her i you definitely do aye you know you're there for longer than a long period of time mm-hmm. the city's quite quiet mm-hmm. so it's oh, right. and then you start doing stuff and then something happens and you're like oh shit aye like there was a british convoy got hit those guys work for g4s they got right. hit and you're, uh, you're thinking oh shit like does that kind of bring you back to reality a wee bit like, sometimes right, toe the line like you should have done that because you're leaving the base and once you go out there of your own accord, Aye. like you don't have that protection as such, you, know, you don't have that, you've not got any body armour, you're just going to as a... Wish I can go guy. south quick, can I, Aye. if you're... That's it, but obviously it never sort of, it's one of the things, or what if it happened, what so Aye. we're all right, and don't get me wrong, me and Stefan still talk about it, we have a great laugh, send every now and again the pictures surface for when we were in a bit, just taking pictures of things like outside bombed at hotels at other times, and... Oh, Most they discharge you for your monster. See, to be fair, back then you had a good ratio to the dollar, so right. you're only getting charged at two dollars a can. So was all right. <laughs> That's <not> bad. <laughs> that was back when you used to get two dollars <laughs> to a pound, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Love that. Um, see, from the the military point of view, how difficult was it to build that relationship with the dogs? Because obviously, it's it's no like pet training that you've got here. It's it's training a dog for an actual purpose of of going out and doing something but how hard is that to actually build that with a military dog as in with a handler aye aye so when we were in afghanistan the dogs were already there right. every now and again there would be a, a rotation where the people from the uk or mm-hmm. back then they were in germany they would fly out and they would bring dogs with them right. there's always like kind of battlefield replacements mm-hmm. as such right but a lot of the times the dogs were already in the country right, because okay. they were acclimatized like in summer mm-hmm. it can go up to 40, 45, 50 degrees, like right. it's extremely Aye. hot. So it's much better that the dogs are already in the country. We mm-hmm. come in, you get sort of two to three week licensing period where you right. build a relationship with the dog, you mm-hmm. work it every day, walk it, feed it, etc. Mm-hmm. Pick a relationship up extremely quickly. Right. You know, you're feeding a dog every single day, you're training it mm-hmm. very quickly, latch on, you're like, right, okay, this is They're also trained to carry out a role. So yeah. that's the primary focus. Yeah. When they're working, they just want to work. Mm-hmm. That's it get the dogs out and, mm-hmm. and they'll go and work but the relationship is obviously extremely important so that's Aye. why when you fly into the country mm-hmm. as you're going through your acclimatization as you're going through your package for getting into the country mm-hmm. and through safety briefs you know you're going through all sorts of Aye. things telling you intel about what's happening you know mm-hmm. the briefs are days and days Aye. and days of Aye. just brief after brief after brief mm-hmm. um 
you're working with the dog every single Aye. day. So it is very, very fast. And then Aye. once you go into the ground, mm-hmm. it's you and your dog. Aye. So on my first one, we, the first place we went was singing. Mm-hmm. It's literally, well, there was another dog handler there, a guy, Dave. So it was literally me and him and mm-hmm. my two dogs. The rest of the guys are all part of our regiment. When we first went there, it was the Royal Marines. Right. They're all their mates. We're the new guys. Aye. We're the guys that are no part of them. We're no commandos. We're mm-hmm. no paratroopers when obviously they were replaced by the parachute regiment. Mm-hmm. We're not them. I would build a massive relationship with them. We've gone really well with them. Mm-hmm. But initially it is just you and your dog. Aye. When you go to sleep at night time, it's your dog that's lying next to you. Aye. You know, you're living your own wee bit mm-hmm. with the dog. So the relationship becomes extremely strong. And you need to really love that element of the job, wouldn't you? To, well, that's what everybody do that does it does Aye. love it. Like Aye. you guys who even as you just go through training mm-hmm. the guys who don't enjoy it right they pack it in pretty Aye. quickly Aye. they do pack it in pretty quickly it's either for you or it's not mm-hmm. definitely i love that i love that so moving on to just now obviously you'd, you'd started kind of when you were doing work in parts etc you then moved into morris park yep. what prompted you to make the change from kind of doing it the way you were doing it, going to parts, going to people's homes, to then moving, because it's probably a risk as well to have your own space, because you're then, massive, you're, you're, you're paying out money. So there was a bit of a, a bridge in between mm-hmm. it, um, and I still use it, I've got a field it in Loch Winnock right. that I use, mm-hmm. so that was a kind of bridge between going from just parks and home visits, mm-hmm. to having a place where people came to, right. to then going there, I mm-hmm. also done office, right. um, just at Port Park. Right. So that was that was my first step. Mm-hmm. I've got an office. I've got a office assistant, Beth. She runs everything right. today with the office, my bookings, mm-hmm. payments, literally everything. Right. Everything that happens in the office, it mm-hmm. goes through there, mm-hmm. um, which is massive, right. to be honest. That was one of my biggest um, steps in the right direction with my business was taking on the admin that side first person for all my admin side mm-hmm. all my organizational side of things it's huge Aye. i was doing my diary on like a sunday for that week right then my diary's done into june july we've got clients booked into june mm-hmm. july which is is absolutely huge so that Aye. was my first step was the um the office right then i got the field at mock one up there were two separate locations mm-hmm. then from there i actually went to visit chris at boxfish right and i was like this is great in here like, i'd love to come here mm-hmm. but it was it's a sought after place to be Aye. like there's all sorts going in i don't know if you've been in there yet but i was in a couple of weeks ago but you were actually training somebody at the time because oh, the door right. was shut because i was going to come in ah, right. but it is class Aye, like the setup's amazing there, like, you literally do everything Aye. Um, and it's continually getting better and better so it's brilliant the passing trade we get we get loads of people that maybe come out of pt and a gym mm-hmm. go oh what is it you're doing and they're, they see you training dogs Aye. next minute they're booked in so it's it's brilliant. So mm-hmm. I went in there and I was like, this place is, is class. Aye. It's a secure environment. The space isn't the biggest. Mm-hmm. I think it's 800 square feet or something like that. Right. But it's big enough. I've got my office in there. Aye. I've got a big area to train in. Mm-hmm. It's safe. It's secure. But, you know, especially with the dogs, mm-hmm. especially the dogs that come in that are aggressive, mm-hmm. pose a risk to the public, etc. I've got somewhere that they can work. Aye. It's safe, secure. Um, so it's great. Mm-hmm. Moving in there was a massive step yeah when they say it was a risk because i had built up to that stage yeah we'd went from having the the office to having the office mm-hmm. in the field and then that was the next natural progression yeah within the business to have an indoor place mm-hmm. and then like i've no stopped there that the next step is to to go again i get my own facility mm-hmm. have kennels etc that's mm-hmm. obviously down the line but i'm always looking right i've reached that stage now yeah 
let's move to the next bit. Rather than it being a risk, it's a it's a cal- calculated risk. Yeah. And do you have you had points even going back to having that couple of customers that you start with your like your friend circle and that to having the field in the office and then coming into Morris Park where they are just now. Have you had kind of points where you're like, this is backed up, I've made the right decision here, this is 100%. Have you had like customers or just moments where you're like, Aye, this is why I'm doing this? Aye, definitely, definitely. Aye. In terms of like dogs that you get in and you're like, this is why I, this is why I do this, I definitely, mm-hmm. 100%. Like even just uh, this morning I had a woman in, she's mm-hmm. been to somebody else before, told the completely wrong information, right. moved no further forward with her dog. Mm-hmm. She leaves today, like, wow. She's like, I've never seen my dog do this. Aye. And that's to me, I'm like, right, Aye. that's it. That's what Aye. it's all about. But then in the flip side, I've had the opposite effect where I'm like, people like that make me fucking hate, hate this. They're yeah. lazy owners. Mm-hmm. They don't train. They go away. And then they say, oh, the dog's not doing it. Well, how much training you done this week? Ah, well, you know, I had the dancing and I had this and I had a night out and so I had this. Oh, I, I don't like doing that hand feed. I don't like touching the food. Well, that's why your dog's not progressing. It's like me going to a PT and then complaining to him. Oh, mate, I've not got a six pack yet. Right, how's your diet been? Oh, the Domino's on Saturday. I'm at Donald's on Saturday. Aye. Oh, wait, I was out on Saturday night as well. Aye. Sorry, I was hungover on Sunday. Well, there's your answer. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I can only do so much for you. Mm-hmm. I get the complete opposite ends of the, the scale of people who are like, that's the clients I want. And I guess Aye. that's part of every walk of life. You get mm-hmm. both sides. You get Aye. that person who is the ideal client. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking for the ideal client to be somebody who their dog goes from being an absolute nightmare for mm-hmm. them to being impeccable. Aye. That's not the ideal client. The ideal client is that person who goes away, they take on board everything I say, mm-hmm. they work hard at it, and then they continue to progress at a nice, yeah. steady pace mm-hmm. all the way through to they get to that point where they enjoy it yeah that's it's about enjoying the process mm-hmm. you know i saw people see me take the lead and we, we make a really fast change in the dog's behavior like wow that's that's brilliant mm-hmm. but that's just in that moment Aye. i can put you in a different scenario and you have the same you'll encounter the same problems mm-hmm. it's that the dog training is a journey mm-hmm. and the only way you'll get to the well, you never get to the end yeah your, your dog can always be Aye. better but you need to enjoy that journey mm-hmm. all the way through love that and from a, you've touched on it there, obviously there, there's a lot of companies out there and some of them will be brilliant about the day. Same as everything, it's every other industry, some of them will be no so brilliant, some of them will be, you wouldn't go to at all. How do you build that trust with So with I actually customers? asked the person today, I said, how difficult did you find it to, to go, do you know what, I'm going to put faith in mm-hmm. another dog trainer? Right. And she said, well, it's taken me 18 months to build up the trust. Or the courage to, to, to take that step. But what you need to be really careful of is like these other people that I described before, the ones mm-hmm. who don't put the work in. You get people who say, oh, I've been to five dog trainers and none of them worked. Aye. Well, all five of them, maybe they are wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they aren't great. Mm-hmm. Maybe they shouldn't have taken on the job Aye. because they can't achieve the results that yeah. you want to, right? And that's up to them to see it. And that's why I never batter any other yeah. trainers because did the person take on board everything they said? Did mm-hmm. they understand what that person told them to do? Yeah. Did they implement it on a daily basis? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did they just not get on with them? I'm pretty sure there's people that's came to me and they've just not clicked. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's why you've got to be very careful. Another thing as well is there's only one thing that two dog trainers will agree on and that's that the other one's doing it wrong. <laughs> so 
it's, you need to be very careful <laughs> not to not not to batter somebody else because I've got people that's came to me as another dog trainer. I speak to him in Glasgow quite often. Mm-hmm. Great guy, great dog trainer. I've had dogs come to me that's been to him. Right. I've had dogs go to him that's been to me. Right. Okay. I know what he's Aye. capable of. Aye. So you know you need to look at the bigger picture. But you're only getting half a story, aren't you? Aye, exactly. You're not getting the full. Exactly. So Aye. train the dog in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, the only thing I ask when you come to me mm-hmm. is that you disregard everything that you've done before mm-hmm. and do it my way. Aye. That way we're going to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. As we move forward, I know what you're doing at what point. And if we need to change anything or do anything, then I know where we're at rather than you taking bits for here, there and everywhere. Aye. Once you've got into the, the wider world on your own, mm-hmm. yes, take the snippets that you've learned from different places because we all need to learn how to draw different dog trainers. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But when you're working with somebody to achieve a specific goal, mm-hmm. take on board what that person's telling you to do. Aye. And then you'll get to where you need to be. Can I argue with that? Again, we kind of spoke about it at the start, but probably I'm I'm curious because it is such a niche market. How how big is social media for you in getting that advertisement out there for the company? Because it is a it's something that people probably need to spend a bit of time researching before they, they bring their dog Definitely. to somebody. But how do you utilize that kind of social media side for it? So I just use social media to display my work. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know if you remember hearing Ed Sheeran um make a, a kind of statement about his work and he and he said or about his social media and he mm-hmm. said you'll never see him post just rubbish on on his Instagram. Right. His Instagram is about showcasing his work. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that I, I look at it. My Instagram page, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of time I stick something on my story. But my Instagram is an opportunity for me to show the world what I can do. Mm-hmm. The whole world has Aye. access to my Instagram. Yeah. The whole world. And it's a bloody big place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you when you go on Instagram, you look at where people are following you from, Australia, America, New Zealand. Aye. You know, Glasgow, Liverpool, London. Mm-hmm. I get people contacting me through all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it's phenomenal. Aye. Social media, you get all these people who say, oh, I don't like social media. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to make it for you. Yeah. See, if you don't make it for you, you're staying, you're, you're getting left behind. Aye. This is the way of the world. Pretty sure at some point in time, people say they don't like telly's. We're watching a telly. Well, guess what? Get with it because <laughs> your radio's getting left behind and new people are going to advertise on the telly. Aye. It's an opportunity to showcase your work. And if you use it correctly, mm-hmm. the people you, you can get connected to is, is incredible. Across all saying. different platforms, Aye. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's phenomenal. The people that I get to, to meet and work with Aye. is incredible. How did you find me? Instagram. Aye. Well, one of the, the biggest biggest places. So I use it just to showcase my work. Mm-hmm. Getting better and better at creating the content. Aye. It's a massive learning curve, understanding Aye. how to put that all together. Mm-hmm. But we're getting there. And I just do it myself and I, I take tips for different people, mm-hmm. guys who I know are doing very well with their social media. Mm-hmm. They have tried something that's worked. They pass me on a wee tip and then, and then we go with it. So it's mm-hmm. it's great. It's such a powerful, powerful tool. Oh, it's a, it's a bit like the dog training. Like you're never, you're never fully set with it. There's always Definitely. something else or like something changes or an algorithm changes. You your... There's companies out there now Aye. Who, who do just that. Aye. You know, it's like when people say about, about young kids and say, oh, don't want to be brickies and join us anywhere. Mm-hmm. They want to be social media influencers. Aye. That's not a job. Well, I've got news for you. It is. 100%. Whether you like it Aye. or not, it is a career. Aye. And people are making a very, very good Aye. career at it. So It's hard to argue with, with the, the money. Aye, move with the that's times. The, that's the thing. Um, 
Best bit of advice you've ever been given? Just go for it. Aye. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, what can what will you know if you don't go for it? Aye. And a lot of people have told me that, especially older guys that have been in business for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll say, why not just go for it? Aye. What's, what can go wrong if you're thinking about doing it? Why not just Aye. go for it? Try it. If you got any... Because I know, obviously, I follow you on everything. I know you're big on networking, but have you got any kind of mentors or people that you always go to because you value their, their view on, on things? So I actually have set up a a networking group. Right. So I have made my first dinner last month. We're having a monthly dinner. Brilliant. Um, predominantly, the first one was, I would say, my mates. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that I've met through business Aye. that would become friends. Yep. Um, and... The spectrum of that is is huge. Mm-hmm. We went from guys like myself, mm-hmm. who's myself and Chris there, yep. guys uh, start up businesses. Yep. And we had George Roder. Aye, no George. Different. The levels Aye. are incredibly Aye. different. What a guy! Great Phenomenal guy. guy actually. Um, great guy to to speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, no, obviously, know his son Logan as well. Aye. Another great guy. Aye. We had uh, Benny Aye. there as well. Let me repair. Um. Oh, different guys, mm-hmm. um, different levels of, of business. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tried to get somebody from all different sectors. So I had a plumber, I had Dean from Raffinato, right. uh, Venetian, the, uh-huh. the Italian plaster in there. Aye. Guy who travels the, the UK dealing with massive stars, then what's an art. He's not a plaster, he's an artist. Um, so many different different guys there. Mm-hmm. So it was phenomenal. Aye. I just dinner at, at Mr. Singh's, mm-hmm. having another one again. A week on Friday, right? Um, which is great. There's another couple of guys there. So in terms of me having guys that I go to, mm-hmm. I would speak to all the, those Aye. guys that was there. Aye. You know, different guys at the different um, stages of business. Mm-hmm. Probably talk to Chris the most. Aye. The other guy that I, I speak to a hell of a lot is a mate of mine, Dan. Mm-hmm. He owns Wharton Utilities. Right. Um, great guy. Mm-hmm. Started his business from nothing. Um, came up here from Durham. Right. It was a just go for it. Aye, Again, aye, just try it. it. He had to go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, people were telling him never work. Somebody said, just go for it. And his aye. own attitude is just go for it. Right. He now is a massive player in the gas industry. You know, contracting for SGN, etc. So I speak I probably speak to Dan and I mm-hmm. speak to to Chris the most. Aye. He gave me a hell of a lot of good advice. Aye. They also put a lot of my worries to mm-hmm. to, to bed if I you know I think, oh no, about this. Aye. And they taught me through it, you know, a lot of the time. Aye. Especially Dan will say, just go for it, mate. Aye. Chris as well, just go for it. Aye, do you know what? I, I spend a lot of time with Chris and it's, see just what you're saying there? Aye. Exact same. That's it. Just that and I feel of... like I'm definitely surrounded by people who want me to be a success. The Aye. same as I want them to be. Aye. I, I feel it's, it's a massive thing. 100%. It really, it's amazing as you go through life, how people just fall to the side. Aye. Like I've got people who are only here if they want to ask me if I can get them a football top sign or a boxing Aye. I'm not interested in talking no. anymore. And that sounds, and I don't mean that to sound in a bad way, but you're either it's my friend or you're not. It's not a relationship for you, is it? No, you, you know, you have a need for me. Aye. And that's not the way I want like to operate. No. Um, the other guys just want me to be a success. Aye. You know, they Aye. go to social media and I just go on it and randomly they've shared my, my stuff. Aye. But that's it's... the kind of thing you want or I'll get a message for somebody wanting to book in oh and I always ask oh where mm-hmm. did you hear about us oh so and so I was at a dinner and so and so told me about Aye. you 
Like, that's incredible. 100%, mate. And it's that one, like, if that one person that makes a massive difference to yeah. your company, like, I didn't know George, and somebody put him forward for an episode. I can't say who, and he still doesn't know who to this day because he swore, mate, to secrecy. <laughs> and I had him on, and I swear to God, mate, it was the most enlightening hour and a half I've ever spent with somebody, like, just chatting. You know what's so life. great about him, though, right? There's no thrills. No. It's straight down the line. So Aye. we were having a conversation at the at the dinner last week, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about advertising, right? right? So I've got a board that's at Mirren now. Done mm-hmm. a couple of things at other places, but I've got a board that's at Mirren. Mm-hmm. I thought, great. In the perfect position. It's right behind the goal at the other end. Right. Perfect. So a few weeks ago, Celtic go there. They right. won 5-1. Right. Six goals into that goal. And there's a flag over my board. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. Right? What is the chances of that? Right? It's football. It happens. It? So I missed it in it. And we were talking about different bits and bobs. That's mm-hmm. why the story came up. And one of our guys there, a mate of mine, Ryan, said, well, it's quite hard to, to gauge what you get for these things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And George just went, no. It's no. Oh, how? And he went, because you get nothing from it. Zero. That's how easy it is to, to gauge. He said, I've sponsored that players, sponsored this, I've sponsored Aye. that, and you get nothing for it. It's an ego boost. And I was like, you're right. Aye. It is. I want to see my logo Aye. here, there, and there. And it is true. You know, the best way of advertising is do your job to the best of your ability, and everybody else is going to tell everybody about Aye. you. You know, it's in social media. Show Aye. yourself off. But stuff at like the football and all that, it is an ego boost, guys, who, especially up here, Somebody supports Rangers, somebody supports Celtic, St Mirren. It's phenomenal Aye. to see your brand at your stadium. We see it as like a pinnacle, don't you? Aye, it's like a... And that, to be honest, that's where, where I see it as well. Aye. Like it's amazing to see your your logo on TV. Aye. It is it's a but ultimately what it is, as George said, it's an ego boost. Aye. How many people are looking at the telly and looking at the advertising boards? They're not. Aye. It's me that's looking at the advertising board to see my brand. Aye. You know, when you go to a football stadium, how often do you? But you don't really. You look at the you look at the boards, but you don't really go away really thinking. Again. Oh, exactly. So that's just what I, that's what I really really like. Right? It's just straight down the line. This mm-hmm. is it. His advice is phenomenal, Aye. and his his story is incredible. Aye. It really is. He's a great he's, um, guy. Aye, um, he's been um, for having him on that episode to now he sponsors the pod. I speak to him every other month. Just a Aye. general. It's like phoning somebody you've knew for 20 years. It's, he's, it's weird. He, he's just a guy who's got time for Aye. people. And, and that's so important. He's mm-hmm. a very successful businessman. Aye. But he's got time Aye. for for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be somebody from the no. world to you. And there's a lot of people like that in the world who you have to Aye. be somebody in order. Like, I'll give you an example. I won't say who, right? Mm-hmm. I went to a place to get a product from them. Right. And I don't have a huge following, 14,000, which is a great achievement considering I built it. For scratch. Nothing. Started Aye. that night in France, it's nothing. 100%. I went into a place to get something. They were unpleasant, didn't really want to entertain me. Had my, my logo on. So I left. Mm-hmm. And the next day, they, they appeared at my door, at the at my office. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, we didn't know who you were yesterday. We looked at your Instagram. You know, you've got a great following. Like, it's so big, all your followers. Like, we would love to do stuff with you. Aye. And I was like, 
shower a shite. Ah, it's wind you up, isn't it? I'm like, Aye. you now want to deal with me because you think due to a social media thing, who follows me and it's a decent number. Really want to work with this guy. Aye. Why did you not just work for me? Work with me. I think they get to get a service. Aye. And that's the the way that you know the people are. Aye. It's, but then I mean I think the same about this. Like people always say, Oh, you'll never get that guest. And I'm like, people are people, mate. Aye, people are successful, but they were at the start at one point as well. Aye. So I, I, I don't 100%. believe that people are too good for anything. I don't believe there's a a pecking order. I don't think anything's out your reach, I think. But see, these big people, Aye. they want to be treated as people. Aye. They hate being treated. No, I'm not saying them all because some Aye. people love the style. There is, right? There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But I've had the pleasure of dealing with a lot of big names, especially mm-hmm. in Scottish football, Scottish sport, right? Mm-hmm. For example, last week I was in Liverpool mm-hmm. with, with my oldest son at the, the boxing gym. A, a guy, a sponsor, he's fighting this Friday, Aston Brown, right. um, making a massive comeback in the boxing. So you're looking forward to that. But we went down to watch him in camp on Friday at the Rotunda um, Boxing Club in Liverpool. Right. And in camp right now, there is Josh Taylor, undisputed champion of the world. Right. Huge, huge Aye. name. Not just, in, he's big in Scotland, but he's a worldwide Aye. name, right? And he's got Max on one of the speed balls, teaching him how to use it. Just chatting away. Aye. Normal guy. Doesn't he do it? Doesn't it? But he's a normal Aye. guy, Aye. great guy. You know the stuff he does for people. Phenomenal. Taking a young boy who's not a boxer, mm-hmm. plays football, on how to do something, spending Aye. time. There wasn't the any of this kind of. Oh, we just had to date quickly. Aye. Nobody asked him. Aye. He just went away with Max, and away they go on the speedball, teaching them how to do it properly. Incredible. That's huge for him as well. It's, it's things like that you remember Incredible. as a kid. Incredible. Like what he got to experience last Aye. week down there, Aye. watching Aston train. Watching the the two coaches Joe McNally and Deck on the road coaching these guys and how that's you know what was so impressed with it how I seen these sporting stars with the respect they had for their coaches aye incredible away for the ring of the incredible to see how they operate was honestly incredible two phenomenal coaches Aston absolutely brilliant in the gym and then you had Josh Taylor and Darren Till Darren Till a UFC superstar Josh Taylor just chatting away normal guys. The same as a, a couple of the guys I've dealt with up here. And that's what one of them said to me. He says, you know, John, all I want is people to talk to me like I'm a normal guy. Aye. Ask me how I am. Ask me how my family is. How's your day been? Aye. You don't need to be like, oh my God, can I get Aye. a picture? Just speak to me like a normal person and I will stand and chat to you. And as long as we're standing chatting. Aye. But I just want to be treated like a human being. And that's the way that, you know, like you say, you want the guests on here. They're just humans. Aye. That's it. It's just, I, some people are harder to get in contact with. Aye. You know, they maybe don't, what a lot of people forget with social media as well, the bigger the name, they, it's not really them Aye. behind the social media page. Aye. So you think you're contacting the page, but it's never getting Aye. read because it's not them. Correct. Somebody's running it for them. Aye. So that's where it, it's a bit more of a challenge. Aye. But yeah, it's, mate, it's so true. It is so true. Like, most, most of the people I've had in here that you would, you could term as a bigger name, I've had messages after it, but I just love that conversation, man. Just uh, just chatting about general that's stuff that's when they were school and all that and aye. things that, as you say, people probably don't ask. And it's nice as well, though, like even for me, like somebody, you are interested in whoever listens to this. Aye. They are interested in me. See, to have somebody interested in your story, aye. know what you can give them, know what you can do for them. Aye. Just interested in what your story is. Aye. Interested where you came from and how you got to where you are because I'm just a normal guy. Aye. Still, I'm a normal guy, but mm. just a guy who came from Paisley, 
was it worked hard and created Aye. something. That's that's literally it. And it's the same as all the all the other guys, you know, I okay we're currently successful in what we do. Aye. But we bloody work hard every single day. Aye. Like it never stops. It no. literally never stops. I work everywhere I go, I'm always thinking about how can I make my business better? Aye. How can I keep it growing? And I've had phenomenal, you know, experiences. I went mm-hmm. to Glen Eagles for a full weekend training. My clients' dogs, they flew in here with their dogs, super wealthy client, massive, massive people. Normal people sitting having lunch with them. Aye. You know, incredible, Aye. incredible people. Um, great with me. But to go up to Glen Eagles, like I've never even stayed in Glen Eagles. No. I'm up there training dogs. But even at that yeah. though, they, they people have been at that starting block the same yep. way you have. And the same way someday you're seeing people interested in your story. For me, it's a no-brainer because the first time I spoke to you, there will be young guys out there who are in your position at 16, right. 17 gone. Well, I've actually got a guy dinner. just now who I helped join the Royal Army Veterinary Corps Aye. to be a dog a dog handler. It's changed now. You don't join as a dog trainer. Right. You join as a dog handler and then you become a, a trainer. So even that one person? So he's in now, right? Um, but when he's back up here, he comes and shadows me, watches me what I do every day right. to go down there. He phones me. This is something, like this is a bit, is a bit an ego boost, right? But... He phones me, so they've got a problem dog in there, for example. Mm-hmm. He phones me, what do I do? I tell him how to fix it. He goes away, does it. And then, obviously, great, gets the credit. And I always Aye. tell him, like, don't say, Aye. I don't know, somebody probably watch this name, but, like, <laughs> but uh, I always say to him, like, just go and do it. You've, I have told you what to do, but you've researched it. You're the one with the initiative to go and ask somebody, how can I fix this? Mm-hmm. You know, whether he's trying to build driving a dog or whether he's trying Aye. to fix a behavioural issue, but a reactivity towards mm-hmm. other dogs or whatever. Some of the protection dogs are a bit funny. With other people, he's away working at it. Aye. And he's thriving and he comes back up here on his leave and he spends time watching me. So, like, stuff like that. It's but see, no matter hard. what happens with you from here on in, you've helped that person on that path. Aye, definitely. And that, that's, the, that's the thing when you look back and you're like, what have I done in my life? And you're like, that guy came to me. And I, I guided him a wee bit into yeah, something right. and then he's following the same path you There's fall. nothing better at... See, I'm pretty sure most people do it. I'm, in one way or another, they mm-hmm. do it. But there is nothing better, no greater feeling, right, mm-hmm. than doing something for somebody. Nobody else knows about it. Yeah. You just do it, right? And they go away knowing that guy helped me, like, Aye. something stupid, like, somebody's in a shop... Like, I was in a, in a shop one day, and there was these two wee kids at the front of the, mm-hmm. the queue. And they were trying to use their mum's card, right? Now, I don't know if these people, what their background was. I know nothing Aye. about them. Never, We'll never see them again in my Aye. life, right? But I was in the shop, and they were buying some wee messages off the Aye. shelf, which was a the shop. And they were trying to use the mum's card, and it kept declining, right? And you could tell the wee boy was getting like, stressed really out. stressed and fl- flustered. And mm-hmm. they went to put the stuff back, and I just said to them, listen, call them back and say it's went through. Mm-hmm. And... It, Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what? And I was like, just do it and then I'll tap my card in a minute. They came, she shouted, oh, boys, boys, that it's worked, sorry, it was a machine. Mm-hmm. Put the stuff in the bag and I went, oh, thank you. These people might have no, no needed Aye. money, right? But see, in that moment, Aye. baby boys were struggling. They were really stressed. Mm-hmm. You could tell them, like, oh, I don't know what's up. Maybe they were going through a difficult time at home mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. But see, even out away that day, like, see the sense of, like, Ah, oh, I really helped him. Like, made Aye. me feel great. Like, anybody that can, if you can help somebody, it doesn't matter what it is. And so many people think it has to be financially. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. 
see how great does it feel seeing you walk down the street somebody says morning Aye. but how good does it feel very rarely happens as well it's amazing like, it's genuinely Aye. one of the greatest feelings you're like mm -hmm. oh morning Aye. like it is amazing don't get me wrong I'm not always the greatest morning person Aye. myself but something as small as that, oh, aye. giving somebody that wee morning. But even that, as you said, like, how's family? Aye. Just a general... Oh, how you doing? Aye. You know, oh, and it is a shock when people do it to you, right? Aye. But if somebody, if you can give somebody something, mm -hmm. the difference it can make to them is, you don't know what anybody is feeling like on that day. Aye. You know, people who seem as the, the strongest are, how many people, there'll be people you know 100%, right? Mm -hmm. Who to the outside world is doing very well. They're yeah. flying, business is flying, big car, nice house, wife, kids, everything looks great. But they're your mate, right? Aye. And you know, they're not doing well. Aye. They're struggling. Aye. I okay, this, that, all these ducks might be in a row, mm -hmm. but actually them themselves, they're, they're struggling a bit just now. Or, oh, this is here and they're grafting their ass off to keep that there. Mm -hmm. But actually they're really in a bad place financially. Aye. But they're trying to keep everything going to... Can you scratch underneath, aye, it? definitely. A hundred percent. So if you can give somebody something mm -hmm. just to make their day that bit better, aye. make their life that wee bit easier, mm -hmm. then you absolutely should. Totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Um, biggest setback you've had and how you kind of... Well, COVID. ...moved on for it. Aye. Well, I, I spoke to you the first time. Aye. We'd come into... Uh, well, we were still we're in the midst of it, aye, it was, in the midst aye. Of October 2020, aye. as you say. Like, that was massive. Mm -hmm. I made no I with it. I shit myself. I aye. was like, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. I've worked since I was a child. Delivered newspapers at six in the morning, went on to be a milk boy, went to the army, obviously worked my old man in between it. But mm -hmm. that's the kind of path I went. So since I've been 11 years of age or so, I've worked every day of my life. Aye. I've never been without a job since I was a child, mm -hmm. which I think is quite a rare occurrence now because... You don't have pay for boys actually. Was it had a client not long ago who was a milkman? And I was like, Oh, do you drive the boys a bit? And that? he's mm -hmm. like, No, no, like the milkmen deliver the milk now. You don't have the young boys. Uh, I don't know if some areas have it, but it's a grown man and he's yeah. like putting the milk on the doorstep. I used to do the glass bottles of juice Aye. in the van. And the young boys would do all that. Um, lassies would go and do the junior the, the hair the hair shops, Aye. whatever. That was the kind of Aye. thing they done, or um, people would work the chippy at night time. Mm -hmm. Don't get that anymore. No. And I think that's a massive, that's a massive issue, to be honest. We don't have it that. takes away that work ethic. Aye, 100%. Aye. 100%. Like my old man's nearly 17 years of age, mm -hmm. still laying bricks five, six days a week. But you can't buy that. No. You can't buy that work ethic. No. And, and he will work until he can't work, 100%. Mm -hmm. Aye. And that's been passed on to me. And I like to think I'm trying to pass it on to mine, but mm -hmm. we're in a different generation. 100%. No, he's great manners, he's a hard worker, he's mm -hmm. sport and he's school, etc. But it's a very different type to getting up at six in the morning, getting up at three in the morning to offer milk. Um, so I get into COVID, like, it was massive. Like, Aye. what did I do here? I went for earning every day Aye. to, well, the first six weeks of that kind of life, because people got to drop wounded and people got to appear in white suits and scoop you up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was like Aye, in the beginning. Like don't get carnage. wrong, I don't, I, I don't, it was a sad time for so mm -hmm. many people. But in the beginning, it was like, you've got to just drop down the Aye. street. People have got to turn up in the white suit, scoop you up. And like patrol cars. <laughs> Can I bring to watch your families out of the show? That's it was like, wasn't it? Aye. And um, it, was, it was a scary time. Like, 100%. It's a business, you know. Um, and for the first six weeks, it was just me and my, me and my son. Mm -hmm. So that was a, a challenge, you know. It was just me and him. Homeschooling. 
well, at that point, we were needing really homeschooling, were we? Because every, the world just Aye. closed in. So we went for, you know, I'm at work every day, earning a good wage, mm-hmm. blah, 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 to, I've got a, what would they have been then? 11, 10, 11, Aye. 10, 11 year old son. Um, the reason he was with me back then, his mum was still, she was still working mm-hmm. with her job, so he just came to live with Aye. her. So it's just me and him. Aye. Kind of got into my parents. Aye, they only lived in the next street, but when you go to theirs, it was me and him. You're going out for this hours walk a day that we were allowed, and then you were saying, right, see if you go back out and you see if you go to our first walk. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the same neighbours haven't went out. <laughs> I know. You're out battering pots and pans in the first night in your door. Oh, and you mate. look back, it was mad. But I, so as you say about a setback, it was massive. It really mm-hmm. was. It was like, whoa. Aye. And then two or three months into it, I was like, I'm going back to work. Aye. I can work outside. Mm-hmm. I need to earn a living. No, I know it was a a time of struggle for everybody, and mm-hmm. I know it was a time of great difficulty for so many Aye. people. You know, people lost people. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I had a family to feed. Right. You know, I've worked since I was a child. I need to put my family first. We need to go out. We need to work. Mm-hmm. Put everything into place. Worked outside. Used my own leads, etc. Went to places that people were happy for me to be there. Yep. And um, had to work. Aye. And that's what we done. Went back to work, and then slowly but surely, mm-hmm. people started to go back out. You know, you were keeping that safe space, etc. But went to work, and we just kept building and building and mm-hmm. building, and yeah, we we worked back up. But that period, I brought the whole of 2020, mm-hmm. well, really for the March. Because up until the March, it was a great laugh, wasn't it? Everybody's like, oh, COVID's no coming. Aye, and then it kind of reality and kicked in. It just went boom. Aye. Like, I always remember, like, I was in the gym. And uh, it was just before it all happened, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that, oh, like fuck COVID, blah blah blah, because it was to us Aye. it was a big joke before Aye. it came here. Like nobody can really say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like the UK as a whole kind of thought, never come here in China. Aye. And then the next minute, bang, you're Aye. like, well, next minute, Prime Minister and the Queen's on the telly. You know, it was like wartime. I was remember, but I was remember my grand saying like that period of COVID was worse. She grew up during the war. She's mm-hmm. ninety three now. Grew up during the war and she said COVID was worse than growing up in the war because it was the unknown. During Aye. the war, the sirens would go for planes would come, etc. You knew what was Aye. happening. During that time. Well, people were just, it was just whatever the news was telling Aye. you. So it was... That's why you need to turn the daily off. Aye. Turn the news off. 40 it's, years for now, mate. It'll be in schools. This, that'll be a, this three, four year period will be a subject. It. It's absolutely mental. And I always like, see, to be honest with all that stuff, I don't have an opinion on it. I just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I have... I do things differently to other people. Right. I don't dispute that. But I don't say anything to them for what they do. They should just leave me right. and do what I want to do. Right. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to go and get 10 jags, right. go and get your 10 jags. Right. I don't want a jag. I right. don't even know how to take painkillers. So. <laughs> but, but that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. It was just, we need to let everybody do how they right. live their life, how they want to live it. Right. 100%. But it was a crazy time. It was Mate, a crazy it was time. It was wild. Um, Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a wee quick fire way, but I'm gonna base it on dogs because right. that's obviously why we're here. And this is get things that people have asked me and just different things I've come right, up with. Okay. So, some basic advice for someone with a puppy to begin good habits. Unless they help a professional. Yeah, right for the get go. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Do you think people dive in to buying a dog with food? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. The other thing as well is that people grew up with dogs. Yep. Parents dealt with it, grandparents dealt with it. Mm-hmm. They go and get a wee dog. Well, a lot of Aye. times they actually buy the wrong dog for their their situation. Aye. 
So enlist to help a professional. So you're just getting a professional dog trainer to sit down, have a chat, talk mm-hmm. you through what you need, the do's and don'ts. Yep. Priceless. Aye. I had, I've had somebody recently, they got me out, they were having a, having a baby mm-hmm. and they just wanted to get things right yep. before the baby arrived. Aye. In the flying. Everything's Aye. in place. They were doing everything before mm-hmm. the baby arrived so that once the baby arrived, the only difference was there was a baby there. The dog Aye. was totally Aye. ready for everything that was coming. Mm-hmm. So definitely enlisting up a professional. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing as well, as you're saying there, it isn't a case of you always working with the dog. It is giving advice and, and speaking to people and, and having conversations. I teach people. Aye. I teach people how to train Aye. their dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the training of the dog generally mm-hmm. is the easy part. Because you can communicate with the dog very well. Mm-hmm. The dog gets a clear signal from us what we want it to do. The body language is very clear. Yep. Whereas with a person, they're quite uptight, anxious, Aye. nervous, etc. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? um, so with us, we can operate the dog in a much greater way, much right. easier, simpler Aye. way. So we teach the, we teach the people handling skills, line handling, body language, mm-hmm. stop people. People just want to talk to their dog all Aye. the time. Stop talking to it. Aye. No, doesn't understand you. <laughs> you know, like somebody the other day said to me, but I'm its mum. And I was like, you're not. Aye. You don't have four legs and a tail. You are not its mum. You're its owner. Do you get that debate a lot? We owners? Nah, I try not to go into it because Aye. you know what these people are like. But Aye. this woman was adamant. Like, this dog was her baby. And Aye. I was like, it's not. Like, it's a dog. <laughs> and the reason that you are here is because you humanise it. Yeah. And you don't treat it as a dog. Mm-hmm. So that's where the issue is going. To, we're now going to do it my way, and you're now going to right. revert to its owner and not its mum. <laughs> you on that as well, and this is I've been curious about this. Obviously, COVID etc. Prices for dogs went mental. Chief, from your point of view, is the best place for someone to get a dog to go and pay money like that, or to try and a dog home first, or what? What would you say? Um. One of the biggest problems we have, right, with getting rescue dogs mm-hmm. is that these ones that come from abroad, these people that import them here, mm-hmm. Romanian rescues, etc. like their marketing is phenomenal, like right. kill shelter dog, yeah. save this dog, blah, mm-hmm. blah. These dogs are like foxes, they're street dogs, they're right. no pets. So see when they come here and we try and domesticate it, mm-hmm. people get it in and the next minute the dog's like possessing everything that is right. there, like food, toys, the, a seat. Mm-hmm. or you go to touch it and it's just reacting Aye. to you because it's natural it's a street mm-hmm. dog people are then DNA testing these dogs it's come back inconclusive or it's got like 30 different breeds in it because right. it's a street dog Aye. so I would not recommend that people rehome these dogs mm-hmm. from abroad right? right you don't know it's history you know they're bringing them here and they put them into houses with kids and stuff we're seeing mm-hmm. a massive rise in dog attacks on children mm-hmm. it needs to be dealt with yeah. I do not like people rehoming Dogs that they don't know the history of. Right, okay. A lot of dogs in shelters, mm-hmm. they don't know the history of them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that being said, paying an astronomical sum of money also does not mean that you're going to get yeah. the best dog. You look at over the years, right? Mm-hmm. We, when I grew up, there was a wee dog in your street called Bruno, right? This wee mongrel. Mm-hmm. I think they actually got them for free, the, the right. family, right? Lived it was in its 20s. What a dog. Aye. What a dog. He walked everywhere off leash. Never went near another dog. Perfectly behaved, mm-hmm. never aggressive, nothing. Right. Then you see people now with dogs that they're paying 
some people are paying fifteen, twenty thousand pound at periods of time over the last couple of years for these Aye. dogs. It's aggressive. It's nervous. It's uncontrollable. Mm. They don't know what they're doing with it. Aye. It's a massive problem. Aye. So the sum of money doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is find the right dog for your lifestyle. Yeah. If you work twelve hours a day mm-hmm. in an office, then buying a collie isn't yeah. for you. Don't yeah. get me wrong, probably buying any dog isn't really yeah. for you. But people will buy pets regardless, you know, mm-hmm. they get dog walkers, etc. But they wonder why when they go and buy a dog from some form of working lines and they don't work it and they don't train it, yeah, why it becomes a certain way, why its behaviour mm-hmm. changes. But a lot of the times the behaviours are natural behaviours, yeah. you know, the, the genetic behaviour of that dog, mm-hmm. collies herd, mm-hmm. um, you know, the other dogs guard, all different, there's Aye. so many different things you can go through, Aye. but you have to get a dog that suits your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you have an active lifestyle, you can have an active dog. Mm. If you don't have an active lifestyle, stop buying German Shepherds. You know, you shouldn't be buying Malinois anyway. They're mm. working dogs, you should be kept for working, mm-hmm. working or sport or a very Aye. active lifestyle. Um, I suppose people fall into that trap of seeing a dog on TikTok and going, oh, I want to get one of them. Well, this is it. You know, there's there's so many things on, on social media that they see. Mm-hmm. But you have to find the right dog for you and you have to rely on when you go to these places dealing with the professional within that yeah. establishment that they're going to advise you, this is the right dog yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. The problem with rescue centres is, is that you're taking on somebody else's problem and unless you're going to enlist the help of a trainer, mm-hmm. then that problem is the one that you should really take on. Aye. It's, it's quite a it's a quite a difficult Aye. question in terms of you have to be the right person for that dog. Mm-hmm. Spending money on something or taking a, a dog for a, a shelter, you know, and you also have to know about that dog. Right. Because either, either one of them comes with their own set of problems, really, don't Absolutely. it? If it's, Absolutely. Aye. What about yourself? What's your favourite breed? So I have canny courses. Right. Um, I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. Love them to bits. Too many slavers, but <laughs> love them, love them to bits. Um, I am a massive fan of the Labrador. Yeah. I love a Labrador. Right. I really do love, especially a Fox Red. Right. Um, Fox Red's a variant of a, a yellow lab, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. Right. I, I really do love them. Labrador, 100%. 100%. I love all my working breeds. I just love a dog that's trainable, to be honest with you. I, see if a dog we can teach it to do something yeah I, I love it but I really do love a, a fox red lab how early can you tell in that trainer dog relationship if it's going to be a a workable well, one when you first start working with a dog you can really see what it's got it depends mm-hmm. on what you want it to do yeah you know but when yeah. you first get a dog out and you start to work it mm-hmm. you can see very very quickly mm-hmm. has this dog got it yeah or has it not? Mm-hmm. There are things where some dogs just take a wee bit of bringing it. Yeah. So you need to identify, right, okay, there's potential. Mm-hmm. There's some dogs that's just superstars. Yeah. There's other dogs that take a bit of working, bringing mm-hmm. it the drive in them, building them up. Yep. So, but you can tell pretty quickly. There'll yeah. be the odd one that you go, never expected that. Aye. You also get other dogs who start off as superstars mm-hmm. and then just hit a brick wall. Aye. That's it. This is the end of the road. Right. You know, you can get, you get a lot of people who will get Two dogs, fully operational police dogs, mm-hmm. and they think that they have eight puppies, and the eight puppies are going to then go on Aye. to to be police dogs. Mm-hmm. It's not, not going to happen. Aye. You know, you, a lot of the dogs are going to end up in active pet homes. Yeah, 
totally so different personalities aye, as well. Exactly. No, every dog in the litter mm-hmm. goes on to become aye. that. They have the genetic makeup, but they just mm-hmm. don't. Not all dogs can do it. Right. Okay. Yeah, they can. That makes sense. Any type or breed that you haven't worked with that you would like to? Oh. I think I've pretty much worked with everything. almost everything apart from dogs like your alibis, right. um, mount, see these mountainous breeds. Uh-huh. Um, there's not a lot of them here. Ah, yeah, there right, is, okay. But I've worked with so many different dogs, Thai Ridgebacks, mm-hmm. um, Turkish Kangos, mm-hmm. all your normal dogs for right. you, Malamars, German Shepherds, Springers, mm-hmm. or, or Spaniels, Labradors. Um, the, the, the thing that you get now is like, you get these mongrels, right? Mm-hmm. And the next minute they come in and they've got this weird and wonderful name. Like it's a miniature long-haired Labradoodle mix jackapoo. Do you know what I mean? And Aye. you're like, so it's a mongrel? <laughs> no, no, it's a this. And I'm like, it's not, it's a mongrel. Um, I've worked with so many dogs. It's so many breeds. Unbelievable. Many do you think you've actually worked with like, if you were to break In the thousands. Down? Aye. In the thousands without Jeez. a shadow of a doubt. Just from when I started my Aye. own business in the thousands, bro. Without a shadow of a doubt. Thousands upon thousands of dogs. And I take it there's not really many experiences of the same. No, every one. dog is an individual. Aye. You must train the dog in front of you. The people say to me, oh, what, you know, what's the most trainable dog? Mm-hmm. Well, you can get your Labrador that shit Aye. for training-wise. Mm-hmm. And I can go and get you, you know, a, for example, the American bully, right? Mm-hmm. Um, generally, isn't really a a working breed, right? Right. But there's some dogs out there that are phenomenal to work. Mm-hmm. So somebody could get one American bully and it's no got it. Right. You get another dog that's just got it. Right. So it's all about the individual dog. Mm-hmm. It really is. Some dogs are all dogs can be motivated for motivated for food because they must eat every day. So Aye. it's about building the value Aye. in it, right? And that's where a lot of it comes down to is about going back and building value in things. Mm-hmm. People just give dog stuff for free. Free yeah. food every day, free toys every day, and then they go up. He only wants to play with my slippers, or he, he only, he only likes this chicken. But well, that's because everything else is free. There's no value in it. Mm-hmm. We need to build value in everything that the dog has. Yep. Food, toys, your attention. Mm-hmm. All these things need to be put into place. So, aye, that's where we're coming at with that. Love that. Is this mean a tough question? What can a dog owner expect if they bring their dog to you for, for training? So, somebody bringing their dog to me mm-hmm. can expect that they're going, if they were willing to put the work in, they're going to get the results that they desire. Mm-hmm. I also always operate an approach of if I can't do it, mm-hmm. I won't tell you I can do it. So, if you right, come okay. to me to achieve something and yeah. I can't do it, mm-hmm. I will tell you that I can't, yeah. that I can't do it. And I will direct you to where I can do it. Right. So you're going to get that honest, open approach. Mm-hmm. The big thing for me is that I'm a results-based person. Mm-hmm. So if I can achieve that with your dog, I need you to go away and still tell somebody about me. Yeah. So if you come in to me, you've got a dog that I think, this is beyond me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you it's beyond me. Because, yeah. see, when you go to the next person, you're going to say, by the way, you should really go and see John. Aye. Because although he couldn't fix mine, he put me into where he, where I should go. Yep. And I got the results. Mm-hmm. So if you go and see him, he'll either fix it and he'll know where I can fix it. Like I had a guy up here I know 
he had a, a big Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. What he wanted to do with the dog isn't something that I do. Right. Put him on to, to a guy in Odin South. Right. He went in there, got it fixed. Mm-hmm. This was a couple of years ago, so I've obviously advanced him. Cont- I'm mm-hmm. not the same dog trainer that you spoke to in October Aye. 2020. Aye. No, I've learnt more, I've worked with more. We're mm-hmm. always progressing. Dog trainers yep. are always, even the best, yeah. still get better. Uh-huh. I would say I'm up there with the best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have every confidence in my ability. Aye. But I also know where my ability yeah. goes. Yeah. Um, so I've come to, come to me mm-hmm. to expect an open, honest approach to training. Love that. Uh, what frustrates you about the perceptions of some dogs? Humans. Yeah. Humans frustrate me a hell of a lot, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of people who have this perception of certain breeds that they're aggressive. We yeah. also get... What, what I would say frustrates me the most, actually, is what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So a large dog behaving in a certain way is unacceptable to, to the general population. Yeah. But a wee fluffy dog that apparently just wants to say hello... Yeah. They cut all of a sudden becomes acceptable because it's just a wee dog. Mm. Your wee dog showing the same behaviours as that large dog mm-hmm. is no different. Yeah. So I get most frustrated at what people deem to be socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I can't stand it, to be honest. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, that's one of the wee dogs, they're this or they're that. No, humans are the biggest problem. You get this, this thing that people say, no such thing as a bad dog, and that's such a wide open phrase, right? Yeah. But... Every single point of a a dog that people don't like or mm-hmm. goes wrong, and the good parts obviously, but mm-hmm. it was created by a human. Yeah. So okay, you've got this pet dog, and it's not your fault that this dog behaves in this way, right? But it's got a genetic reason as to why it's aggressive or mm-hmm. why it's very nervous. Right. Somebody put those two dogs together mm-hmm. and created that, right. or the generation before that created that. Mm-hmm. Or you bought the wrong dog for your lifestyle. So humans, I humans yeah. are my biggest frustration because yeah. one, they think no best. Mm-hmm. And two, we, we create humans create the problems with dogs. One way or another. They yeah. might not have created it with that specific dog by yeah. themselves, but somewhere along the line, a human created that that problem. And then they're too proud or too ignorant to then seek the help of someone else to fix it. Or they don't like taking on the advice that they're given because yeah. they get a bit butthurt by it. So odds with what they think. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye. No, I get that. If you could change one thing about the industry, what would it be? Regulations. It yeah. would be regulated. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's um, there's a lot of 100%, isn't there? Why is it not regulated? Is it? I don't actually know, to be honest, why Aye. it's not regulated, but there's no governing bodies, there's no regulatory you know, industry, mm-hmm. body. The, the big thing we get as well is that there's these things come up, right, and, oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm not even giving them the, the time of day by saying what they are, right, Aye. but they're, they put these letters after their name, oh, I'm this or I'm that. Mm-hmm. That's a course, you bought that course. Aye. You know, it's, you go and do the course, pass the course, you paid for it, so you're going to pass it. Yeah. If you pay for something, Aye. you're generally going to pass it. And if you do it at home, you probably cheated to pass it anyway because you're written up the answers where she did the test on the computer. Aye. Um, so it should be regulated. Mm-hmm. 100% should be regulated. 
um, vets are regulated. Right. So why is everything else not regulated? Mm-hmm. The veterinary industry is, but the rest are. You no, know, you get dog walkers, for example. There's some great ones out there, mm-hmm. but you could leave here today. Right. Right? That's me and my dog walking now. Buy a van, sign right it, set up their social media page, bang. And just go you know, it. I spent years. Now I know the military isn't the be all and end all. There's mm-hmm. some uh, guys and women out there who are exceptional. In fact, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them exceptional dog trainers yeah. who have never been in the military, never been in the police. When it comes to the working side of things, mm-hmm. obviously the guys who are doing it every single day, their life in complex zones, are police handlers are out there every day. Yeah, they're the experienced guys. They know what they're doing. Generally, the you know the tip of the top of the tree. Mm-hmm. Some incredible civilians, so you yeah. don't necessarily need to have done it through the military. Mm-hmm. There's also some guys and girls out there who have never done a an actual course; they're just bloody good dog trainers. No. But it needs to be regulated. And see these people who are very, very good at it; mm-hmm. they would be able to get past the regulation yeah. anyway. Like mm-hmm. they have the skills to do it. Mm-hmm. But see those ones that aren't good enough; they would get get flushed out. We wouldn't have these people that that are spending fortunes on. People who can't do the job. That's what I would change. It would be regulated, mm-hmm. and it should be run by people who know what they're doing. Yeah. It can't just be run by a, a board who just because they've got letters after their name. They've never actually worked with I, dogs around. I, well, I get people who come to me who have went to behaviourists who spent this time at university, mm. and they've went to them the next minute after an hour's phone consultation. The dog's been put in diazepam. Well, how does that fix the dog? It doesn't. It's because right. you got letters after your name. Doesn't they dictate your experience or your skill set? That's a costly hour, I would imagine. Right. As well. Very. And because they can put it through insurance, it's even more inflated. So yes, the dog training, dog world in mm-hmm. general should be regulated. Aye. Breeding, walking, daycares. Hate daycares, by the way. Aye. Not, Not a fan at all. There's some very good ones, mm-hmm. but overall, I don't like them. I have one daycare that, that gets me into work with them. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Right. They do everything by the book. Right. They, they put everything in place to make it a safe environment for the dogs. Right. Um, the girl that runs that, Lauren, she's, you know, takes no shit. Smart. It's how she runs it. Mm-hmm. She contacts me. I'll go in and help them. So that's the kind of daycare I like. Mm-hmm. You know, fantastic. Yeah. The other ones are a soft play for dogs. Can you stand mm. um, Dog walkers weigh 10 dogs. Right. Off lead or on lead. Can't control that. I don't walk ten dogs at a time, so why are you? It's probably well, thinking of the money in it. Well, that's, and I get it, people need to make a living. Aye. I get it a hundred percent. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at what cost? you have to be realistic about your ability. Aye. See if Aye. you can only walk three dogs, set your price up. Aye. People are desperate for dog walkers, set your price up and say, Well, mm-hmm. I only walk three. Mm-hmm. And do it that way. That Rather than taking ten dogs at a tenner, take five at fifteen or Whatever, Aye. three to twenty. Aye, because you away. do see them, you do see them wandering about, and there's Aye. like eight. Because massive issues, massive Aye. issues. So the dog world needs to be regulated mm-hmm. by the right people as well. Yeah, the guys and women who know what they're doing Aye. when it comes to dogs. Being charged, yeah. Yep. Let's well, finish on a high note. What's the what's the future plans? Where do you see yourself at? So, I never stop mm-hmm. dreaming. Right. You know, my dreams and goals are. Are endless. So the next step for the canine ways to have its own facility, boarding kennels, um, a one-stop shop. Really, when right. it comes to dogs, that's that's the goal. That's mm-hmm. that's the next step. It's a mm-hmm. natural progression. Yep. You know, I st- the canine way never existed before me. Aye. So the world is my oyster. I, you know, 
I get to work with some exceptional people, some some big names. Mm-hmm. Get to travel massive, you know, all over with it. Yep. So the next stage is to to grow and, and have that that facility. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's where I'm going, and I will get there. Totally. And I've got the right people in about me to to keep me going. Even the days where I'm like, oh, I don't know. And you get the wee worries. Everybody gets it. The imposter syndrome kicks in. Aye. And you're like, oh no. Like, see, to be fair, even coming here, the amateur that to Chris, I'm like, mate. Don't know, man. Don't know. <laughs> really? Aye. I Why? Like, I don't know. I was like, what else have I got to talk about? <laughs> Here we are, don't even know how long later. No, shut up. <laughs> Mate, I, I find that mental just for how well you've done. So, but I actually think it's a good thing. Keep showing your toes. Keep, you've took the words out of my mouth. It keeps showing Aye. your toes. I'm always striving to be better and Aye. be a better person. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. This is... People can maybe take this one or two ways. It's either doom and gloom or it's a really good way to look at things. But see, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like I've done what I want to do. Mm-hmm. No, in the, on my whole life, right? But see, now over at Nadi, it's on my kids. Yeah. So I just want to be the be- very best person that I can be so that when I'm gone, mm-hmm. I'll leave a legacy for them. Yeah. See, in years to come, I want people to still talk about the K9 now. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at all these other brands like Nike, for example. Right. That was nothing before that was created. And now I look at it. Mm. You know, look at all these other things. It's it's massive. So I just want to be the very best person that I can be and, and leave that legacy for, for my kids. Love that, mate. What an episode. So, so hopefully, hopefully it was No, well. mate, 100%. And I thank you for coming in. Obviously, I know you're busy as well, but it's good to actually sit down now and I know it's good and, and, and I didn't know what this place would be like either it's, it's class isn't mate, it? it's brilliant it's right, absolutely it's brilliant but it's I appreciate really it no, thank you thanks mate. for having me it's, it's you know when we did the first one I'm like well that's it but then actually and it's quite interesting to be fair because there's been a few people everybody always asks me what I've done right and Aye. they'll say oh what age are you and over the years but over now I'm 33 but I'm a 33 <laughs> I'm like aye I know I don't like it I look older than 33 before anybody else <laughs> in there right um, but I'm like I am only 33 and I'm like how have you done so much and I'm like when I look back I'm like you've done a fair bit Aye. like you've you've been a bit so no it's good and I've met some great people along the way like as I say like my mates that I've they weren't my mates before and met through business and they're incredible like as I say my mate Dan there all the time still speak to Mark like Mark has been pivotal in, in my business but like the big thing as well is like I have a family who really believe in me. They, 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 like my family really believe in it. Aye. Aye. Like, like my dad walks the dogs every day dressed in the caning way gear. But he, uh, my whole family is massively behind me. Aye, Aye. Definitely. Even my, the guys that work for me, massively behind me. Aye. Like the massive supporters of what I do. I get, you know, I have good people in it. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. People within the business, Aye. my family out with it. It is, it's incredible. It is incredible. It's not a long way to go. That's it. I'm only just starting. That's it, mate. Not a long way to go. Brilliant. Thank you. Perfect. Not a problem, Cheers. mate. Cheers.